right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Thank you for being with us. All right, so we have the vaccine mandates. Do you remember that day that Biden gave the speech? Now, it was memorable in a couple of ways. One, it was the one and only time he ever mentioned monoclonal antibodies. Uh, But more importantly, as that speech was, we were carrying it live immediately thereafter. The first thing I said, Linda, do you remember the first thing I said after that speech? I do not. I said there's going to be a series of lawsuits and this is not going to end well for the Biden administration if they think they can mandate it. Now, we've played over and over again the montage of Democrats saying, uh, no, I'll never support a, a mandate. Joe Biden said it. Jen Psaki said it. Walensky of the CDC said it. Flip flop Fauci said it. They all said it. Biden Democrats, you know, they were all false in what they said about getting the vaccine early on. They said, no, you get the vaccine, you're protected now. You can't. You, you're, you're totally, completely protected. We now know this is all a lie. But just to refresh your memory. We're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the people providing that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you. The various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Vaccines prevent getting infected, prevent getting sick, prevent your hospitalization. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. Now, there's a lawsuit that uh, went favorably for a religious exemption for a bunch of Navy SEALs that they filed. There have been states all across the country uh, that have been filing these lawsuits. Uh, We have, for example, the attorney general of Arizona. He's also now a Senate candidate. Uh, He'll be running this November, hopefully against Mark Kelly. Uh, He's got a primary. He's got to work his way through. Um, But I think he'd do a good job for the people of Arizona. And he's taken on Biden repeatedly on this. And he's challenged the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for federal workers and federal contractors. And anyway, a nationwide injunction is in place for for federal contractors, not federal employees. Um, He filed November 5th, the state coalition challenging the COVID-19 mandate on private companies of 100 or more employees. And the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, they dealt with that. Uh, And and that was one of the early victories. He filed another case, uh, the state coalition versus Health and Human Services, challenging the mandates on health care workers. And the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana gave a preliminary injunction in place of the plaintiff states. And the Supreme Court will hear arguments uh, actually later this week. And then the state coalition versus the Health and Human Services. This was filed December the 21st, challenging COVID-19 vaccine mandates on Head Start staff and volunteers, as well as masks for kids two years and up. And the U.S. District Court uh, for the Western District of Louisiana, they gave a preliminary injunction for plaintiff states, and that was granted uh, just on the first of this year. 
So a lot of victories, as I predicted, moments after the vaccine mandate speech was given by Joe Biden. Uh, the attorney general from the great state of Arizona, now a Senate candidate, Mark Bernovich, is with us. Uh, so far, it looks like the courts are siding uh, with the law and the right of people to make this decision on their own in conjunction with their own doctors. Yes, Sean, thank you for having me on. And I would agree with that because I believe that even the most pro-vaccine advocates cannot in good conscience support what President Biden is trying to do because what he is doing is illegal, immoral, unscientific, and unconstitutional. And for me, what distresses me so much is that really this is not even about medical science anymore. It's about political science for the Biden administration because they are trying to do this unprecedented power grab. And that's why myself and my colleagues have consistently pushed back and filed lawsuits trying to challenge what the Biden administration is doing is because it is an unconstitutional and dangerous precedent. And really, no president, Republican or Democrat, has the authority to tell you or anyone else that they have to inject something into their body. I mean, it's pretty scary to me. Um, what I don't like about it, Mr. Attorney General, is I don't believe in one-size-fits-all medicine. Now, look at what we just played you. We heard all of the experts, starting with Joe Biden, on down. And I don't know, I don't know what medical school they went to. I don't know where they did their internships and their fellowships and where they might have practiced medicine. Um, one thing I have on both radio and TV refused to do is tell people uh, what to do medically. I urge people to study research uh, to take into account their unique medical history, their current medical condition, and then talk to the doctor or doctors and medical professionals they trust, because I'm not qualified to tell them what to do. Uh, but the bottom line is what they said, and uh, the montage I just played, you're not going to get COVID if you get vaccinated. That turned out not to be true, didn't it? Yeah, and that's exactly the problem. And we keep trying to point out in these cases that it's really not about health care because, I mean, there are people that ask the rhetorical question, if you can still get it and spread it, and now there's treatments and we're not testing for antibodies, there's all these other mitigation strategies that the administration should be focusing on instead of this power grab where they want you or someone else to inject something into their body, even if it's against their religion, even if it's maybe not in the, their best interest medically. And so there's a lot more at stake in this case than just some experimental vaccine. It's about how much individual liberty the president can trample upon. And does the Constitution mean something that the president, the federal government, is a government of few and limited powers? And, Sean, you know I have always been a, a constitutionalist and a federalist, and, and it's all about the rule of law, and that the ends cannot justify the means, and that you cannot allow this kind of unfettered power into the hands of any one individual. It really, quite frankly, is not only unconstitutional, it's un-American. And I think the framers of our Constitution are, you know, rolling over in their graves thinking about, wait a minute, a president is going to dictate this to every American? And, and the fact that the Biden administration is willing to let federal law enforcement officials, federal agents, Border Patrol agents, DEA agents, FBI agents, lose their jobs, their retirement, their health care, even though they worked for the past 18 months during the pandemic, but now if they don't go along with what he's trying to do, uh, that they're going to lose their jobs and their livelihoods and their retirement. I mean, thank goodness the federal judge said that the Navy SEALs don't have to do this, but it should be no American, whether you're a Navy SEAL, whether you're an FBI agent, whatever your occupation is, the federal government cannot be dictating that you have to do this. It's a dangerous precedent. That's why we keep fighting it.
Well, it's a dangerous precedent. I, I make the case, in my view, everybody that that has made up their mind in terms of terms of the vaccine. I don't think there's anything Fauci or Biden or Kamala Harris or Jen Psaki or Walensky or any of these people are going to say that's going to convince people that have made the decision not to get vaccinated. Now that we know with Omicron, with all these breakthrough cases, now that we know that people fully vaccinated, people fully vaccinated and boosted, people fully vaccinated, boosted and people with natural immunity, all are getting Omicron. Shouldn't the focus be on offering Americans therapeutics? And doesn't that now raise the the question as to how is it possible two years into this pandemic that we ran out of tests over Christmas when we needed it? You know, nobody in the Biden administration is answering the question why they rejected the the scientists recommendation for seven hundred and thirty some odd million tests to be available for every American that might need it during the holidays? Well, you know, how do, how is it possible a year and a half after developing monoclonal antibodies? Do we did we run out of them? Uh, where is Operation Warp Speed for testing kits? Where is Operation Warp Speed for monoclonal antibodies? Where is Operation Warp Speed for these antiviral medicines that that show so much promise, at least according to the, the doctors that I'm interviewing? I urge people to ask their own doctor about them. None of this is available. Now, if this if Omicron turned out to be as deadly as the Delta variant right now, we would be setting record numbers of deaths daily. Thank God it's it's more it, it is more contagious. But thank God it's not as lethal. Exactly, Sean. And you have the Biden administration now talking about more tests and more masks and something they should have been prepared for. Yet they're leaving our southern border wide open and people are coming in that are unvaccinated and can go anywhere across the country because the Biden administration is flying into Florida, New York or everyone else and they can spread COVID. So a chain is only as good as its weakest link. And I think that's one of the reasons why no one gives two Adam shifts about what Fauci now is saying about the vaccine and stopping the spread because there has been so much inconsistency and people literally we lost 100,000 Americans, you know, almost Twice as many people have died because of fentanyl flooding across our border and drugs like heroin and methamphetamine, and yet we're doing nothing to secure our border, and all these folks are dying, almost twice as many people that died during the Vietnam War, and yet we're going to take away our constitutional rights and erode our constitutional liberties. As I said, this is really is no longer about medical science. It's a debate about political science. And the Biden administration, as you know, Sean, you've talked about it. They inherited a strong economy. We were energy independent and a secure border. And less than a flipping year, all of those now um, have been eroded and energy prices are rising. Our grocery prices are rising. The economy inflation is rising. Our border is we've ceded control to the, the cartels. And now you have this unconstitutional attempt at a power grab um, that we're fighting, as you know, all the way literally to the Supreme Court. All right. Quick break. More with the attorney general of Arizona, Mark Burnovich. He's running against Mark Kelly. We'll talk about that on the other side. As we continue more with the Attorney General of Arizona, Mark Burnovich, now also a Senate candidate from Arizona. I've read that, and by the way, I think your point on fentanyl fentanyl needs to be highlighted because we're losing so many Americans. Uh, We just had the biggest fentanyl bust. I actually am beginning a series of special reports on Hannity on, on television tonight. 
Um, but I also have been reading that apparently you as attorney general, and I, I don't know what you you can or cannot talk about, um, have have charged specific people that there seems to have been an operation in Arizona in the election of 2020 for ballot harvesting. Uh, anything you can tell us about what's going on there? Yeah, we have several. Uh, we have an overall active investigation, and we do have a pending criminal case out of southern Arizona involving ballot harvesting. And as you know, Sean, Bernovich v. DNC, the most important election case in a generation, where I went into the U.S. Supreme Court myself, argued the case that said states have the ability to enact restrictions or limitations on ballot harvesting and limits on out of precinct voting, you know, common sense election integrity measures. I was literally at the U.S. Supreme Court fighting for those, and that's why we've seen states like Georgia and Texas and other states enact common sense election integrity measures. And so when we get those cases, we enforce the law, we fight to protect the law, and I'm going to keep doing that. And as, you know, we do have some open investigations regarding 2020, and we're going to run all those to ground and ultimately we'll so make it To me, it's simple. You should have voter ID, signature exactly. verification, chain of custody controls for mail-in ballots, updated voter rolls. Um, I think that yeah, the partisan observers, all sides, ought to be able to watch the vote count up close from start to finish. And I would add that illegal immigrants should not be allowed to vote. Check, check. Check, check, check. Everything you said, Sean, exactly. If we want to prevent the chaos of 2020, if we want to make sure people have confidence in the results, exactly the prescription you recommended is what the policymakers should be doing so they can provide attorneys general the tools in our toolbox to make sure that we enforce the law as it is. And so that is all about making sure we have secure ballots, making sure we have voter ID laws, making sure the people are in the country illegally do not get to vote. They don't even, they don't even get benefits that the Biden administration is trying to do, and that we need to make sure that we have signature verification requirements on mail-in ballots. And you and I talked about this in the Brnovich v. DNC case. No less than Jimmy Carter said the greatest threat to election integrity was third-party handling of ballots, ballot harvesting. And that's why we need to have measures in place that make sure that we don't have political parties or politicians handling um, mail-in ballots. Well said. All right, Attorney General Mark Brnovich, uh, he's running for the Senate against Mark Kelly. How's that race going? It is going great, Sean. And as you know, people can go to BurnoForAZ.com, your favorite website, B-R-N-O-F-O-R-A-Z.com, to find out more information. That is the worst, second worst website I've ever heard. <laughs> B-R-N-O. Nobody's going to figure out B-R-N-O for Burno. You know, My sister you, gets mad every time you say that. You, but your sister needs to know that I'm telling the truth. This thing in any uh, rebuke, Ben Franklin once said, is the truth. I'm just telling yeah. you the truth. All right. Uh, we appreciate Thanks, it. We're going to be watching that Senate race very closely out in Arizona and a winnable pickup uh, state for Republicans this year. Uh, appreciate you being with us. When we come back, we'll get to your calls. 800-941-SHAWN is our number.
Sleepy Joe just signed more executive actions in one week than most presidents did in their entire term. So much for democracy. Looks like Joe is the new dictator. Hannity's on right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Interesting moment yesterday with Biden after he was excoriating the meat industry as if it's their fault. The price of meat has remained stable. Linda, how long have I been complaining about the cost of a pound of Oscar Mayer thick-cut bacon being up really significantly in the last year because I do my own grocery shopping, right? I, I complain about that a lot. Yeah, we've all been complaining about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Right. And I and I eat mostly now a paleo diet. I eat a lot of meat. I eat salads. Ooh, there's a new word for our audience. What is paleo, Sean? Uh, oh, okay. Mostly a meat-based diet versus a plant-based diet versus the disgusting green puke shakes and orange disgusting hey. shakes that you you put into your body every day. Listen, man. Okay. Listen, man. I'm listening, I'm man. Come on, first man. First of all, first of all. <laughs> Having my Biden moment. In all seriousness, that stuff keeps me healthy. And I mean, I drink the spirulina and I take, it's good stuff. But I'm telling you, I'm very impressed with you. I'm much happier that you're doing paleo than if you were doing the manorexic stuff that you were doing for a very long no, time. No, I'm, I'm, I eat meat. That's what I like. And She's I'll turned you. Listen to what you're eating now. You used to be a man's man and eat just straight steak. And now you're, you're on your way to seaweed kelp diet and are you out of you at, what, what part of let's see steak and chicken and i love my pork ribs that i make myself uh i make this special burger with a I, that is just beyond amazing delicious i miss my what? father sean hannity you used to eat just the used to eat, eat what mcdonald's and pizza you yes. want to go back what and happened pasta? to you now you're like tofurkey and soy. What is with you now? Listen, I'm, I'm I'm nine years into working out hard an hour and a half a day. Today I did two hours at my workout. I mean, to be honest, my sensei was mad that I, I didn't work out when I promised I would on vacation. Uh, I said I didn't have time. I was dealing with Omicron half of every day. So I didn't have the ability to to find time to work out. Anyway, long story short, nobody cares about that. But I've decided to just stick with this paleo diet. I do eat salads. I do eat a little bit of vegetables, not a whole lot. But I'm I'm just eating meat with salt. I think it's great, Sean. I'm really happy for you that you're doing something good for your body. All right. So then if we can get rid of... Let me just describe this. For those of you that are older, you probably watched the movie The Exorcist. There is a scene in The Exorcist where Linda Blair, the little girl that's possessed... She spins her head around 360 degrees and then projectile vomits green pea, kale looking, disgusting, you know, projectile. And that's what if you if you remember that scene, imagine that in a in a clear cup and Linda drinks that. You know, this segment has really taken a turn. It started really nicely. You, you know, know, in the You're sense that we were very covering. complimentary. I do not. Mm-hmm. I look at those shakes and it makes me want to puke. But in all seriousness, first of all, I've never seen The Exorcist, nor do I want to. I have no desire to see any. Oh, you need to like see that. it. That's a classic. You got to watch. If the I want to see Satan, I can just look at the White House and what they're doing to our country. Then I'll, then I'll feel like I've seen it already. <laughs> By the it's way, the disgusting. media mob is going to say he compared 
Joe Biden to, to Lucifer. I mean, I can see that next. Cause oh, so yeah. Humorous. I mean, I don't really care because whether I said it or I didn't, they would say I said it. So at some point, I just mm. you just say what you want because they don't care anyway. Yeah. But putting that all aside, I mean, I really kind of feel like eating healthy and being healthy is a good thing. And I think that if our government actually cared about us, they would do all of the things they're saying they would do. They would give us gym memberships and let us be healthy and take us out of isolation and have our friendships because the oh, mental no, no, game no, no, that we no. have we, we, us, we don't oh. want an, a government gym membership. We, we can get our own gym membership. Not a government a gym membership, but instead of encouraging people to put a shot into their body, let them have the therapeutics that might work for them. Let them try out the antivirals. Let them explore options with their own doctors about their own bodies and their own medical, you know, decisions. Oh, you mean that's something called medical freedom? Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, and why I've do we had, need I've religious heard enough, exemptions? I've heard enough people in the media say, F your freedom. I've oh, heard forget politicians about it. say, F well, your freedom. Well, it's F your freedom until it affects them. You oh, know, it's be, like, that'll be true too. Everyone should be equal and fair. Unless you're white, then get to the back of the line because um, only people of color can get this particular vaccination and they get to go. I and mean, what are we talking about here? It's, it's I mean, insane. Listen, I, I I urge everybody to take it seriously. When I first heard about Omicron spreading the way it was on vacation, I got very nervous because I didn't know at that point. I knew it was hyper contagious. I did not know the level of severity. And, and I was calling every doctor I knew, asking their opinion. And at that time, I was I was not getting a clear answer, one that gave me confidence that this was this. That, in other words, it was contagious, but really not lethal compared to Delta or, or the Alpha variant. And it, it was just pretty scary. Now, the obesity issue, nobody wants to talk. Hannity, you're about to fat shame America. I'm, I'm, I'm shaming myself because I still have a gut, too, that I'm trying to get rid of. I'm always trying to get rid of it. But the reality is people that are obese tend to be very susceptible to this disease. And it, it remains a disease that that in terms of it being lethal, that impacts the elderly the most, those that are obese the most, those with comorbidities the most, pre-existing conditions the most, uh, those with compromised immune systems the most. Now, now that we have breakthrough cases for boosted people, fully vaccinated boosted people, uh, fully vaccinated, boosted people with natural immunity and people are now getting COVID for the second time. Um, at what point do we make the transition that maybe it's time to really ramp up the antiviral medications that we don't have available pretty much anywhere? And how did we ever run short a year and a half after developing monoclonal antibodies? The one, the one, the one treatment, the one therapeutic, I've not heard anybody disagree that monoclonals work. All right, so we'll take hydroxy out of this equation. Let's go to the monoclonal antibodies. How did Joe run out of them? How did Joe run out of tests? You know, two years into this pandemic, you know, could he not learn one thing from Donald Trump? I mean, I know for a fact, if you look at when this, this was really a shift show, this COVID pandemic in the beginning, in March, and everybody was screaming, ventilator, I need ventilators, ventilators, ventilators. I want 40,000 ventilators. Okay, well, we found out in the state of New York, they, they, they disregarded their own state's recommendation to get, you know, 15,780, whatever number, the, whatever the number was. The city of New York was supposed to get 10,000 ventilators themselves. They never did it. 
Then they go to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump was able to, through Operation Warp Speed again, work with the car companies. Now, a ventilator is a really highly, highly sophisticated piece of machinery. I know because I know people that have been on ventilators, and one of my best friends happens to be an expert on ventilators. I mean, these things are, are so nuanced and so sophisticated. Remember, the, some of the top engineers at Ford, Chrysler, GM, they looked at that machinery and they said, guys, this, this, we, we just can't duplicate this in a day. This is going to take a lot of time. And it took longer than we thought. So the federal government took control of all the ventilators and anybody that need. We never ran out of ventilators. I think the lowest we got was down to about 7,000. That was what my reporting was telling me. We only had 7,000 left in our stockpile, but we never ran out. What they weren't telling you at the time in March, April, May of 2020, that if you got on a ventilator, your odds of living were around 12%. Now it's about 35%. You don't want to get on a ventilator. But that's why proactive medicine versus reactive medicine is so much better when it comes to COVID. Okay, they pushed the vaccines, they pushed the boosters. Uh, Now they want to push it onto kids, even though kids aren't dying from, they're not following the science in this. And people are, all these breakthrough infections for boosted people, fully vaccinated people, natural immunity people. All right, the only next logical step in this process is to have tests readily available so we can detect the virus early. Number one, warp speed it. Number two, Get the monoclonal antibodies that, by the way, we know Ron DeSantis set up the centers all over Florida. Anybody that wanted them. We were getting a lot of calls from friends in Florida. You know, two people that I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, I had Regeneron inside their system infused into their system. They call me. They said, what's that thing you talk about on the radio all the time? Monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. What do I do? And I'm like, all right. And I explain it to people. And then I'll even take it a step further, just like I had friends in Georgia. They needed to know, what is that thing you talk about? Monoclonal antibodies. Where do I find it? Let me call you back in five minutes. I do a research. I do a quick search on Google, and I find out, um, yeah, go to Emory University Hospital Um, in Florida. They were all over the state. And then when Joe finally acknowledges the monoclonal antibodies exist, He did that in his vaccine mandate speech. Then he starts rationing monoclonal antibodies. And here's the irony. We didn't have a shortage of them. There was no reason. Right, but the question is, Sean, why did Biden buy up all of the monoclonal antibodies that worked against Omicron in the months of November and December? I can tell you my theory. I can't tell you exactly why because I can't read people's minds. But my Well, I'd like to hear your opinion. My theory is they are so locked in to one answer and one answer only, and that's the one they pushed. Remember, I just played a montage earlier in the program. You're not going to get COVID. You won't get COVID if you get vaccinated. That's what they said. Just like Joe and and Jen Psaki and Pelosi and Flip Flop Fauci and Walensky, just like they all said they'll never mandate a vaccine. They said you're not going to get COVID if you get vaccinated. That's how they sold this to most of the American people. Well, now people fully vaccinated are getting it. Vaccinated and boosted, they're getting it. Vaccinated, boosted and previous infections, they're getting it. So the only option that I see scientifically 
that is left would be therapeutics. Now, the good news is for a year and a half, we've had monoclonal antibodies. You know, up until Christmas, I was able to get it for anybody that asked. Even in New York, I knew the places to go. And I told people which hospitals to go. I don't want to mention them on the air because if I do, they're going to get inundated. Right. But the question is, why is a government who well, says you know what? they I care should mention about it? it on the air. You know what? You know what hospitals are giving it? St. Francis. Most of the Catholic hospitals in Long Island. Well, that's would, because they're private. Well, OK. Now, also, I'll give credit to NYU Langone. They started giving them to people, too. Well, they also there were other have hospitals funding. that had them, but they gave in, gave them very sparingly. Prior to Christmas, you could walk into St. Francis Hospital in, you know, what is it, Port Washington, Long Island, whatever. And I know because I sent a zillion people there and I would tell them exactly what to expect. You're going to walk in there. You're probably going to have a long line. Don't get off the line. Stay there. And your number's going to get called. Get the infusion, take a couple of hours. They make you stay an hour after to make sure you don't have a reaction, and then they'll send you on your merry way and it won't cost you a penny. Just like the vaccines are for free. You know how many people you, if- know, you know people that I sent there. I know, you know, but my point is there are other things that we could do, other things that we can give. I mean, Dr. Fareed and Dr. Tyson were on yesterday. And Dr. Fareed is talking about things that you can get and can be prescribed by a by a doctor to a pharmacist. You pick it up and you go home. The problem is I know people in New York. I'll give you an example. I know a friend of mine. Um, he read the Henry Ford study on HCQ. And I don't want to go back backwards here because I, I, I do believe the antivirals and the monoclonals are the best therapeutics. OK, but there were numerous studies that showed that the media was wrong um, if taken early. You know, in one one study in particular, peer reviewed 84 percent of people that took HCQ ended up having, they would mitigate their symptoms. Taken that is early. correct. Now, yep. not, as, not as effective as monoclonals. I need to point that out. But anyway, yes, you're right. But if you call in that prescription in New York and it's for off, quote, label use, they're not going to prescribe it. That's you, correct. And so the question then goes right back to why does the government get to dictate what works for you and what doesn't? Well, I, they want to save your life up and until it affects them because somebody is profiting off of something. Bottom line. Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern Fox News, Kellyanne Conway, Scott Brown, Governor Nome, South Dakota, Mike Huckabee, an investigative report with John Solomon as it relates to something pretty big that's developing. Sarah Carter at the border, Laura Trump, Joe Concha, 9 Eastern, set your DVR. We'll see you tonight. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible. We never forget it. And we'll see you tonight back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.